You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Morphology Podcast. Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. It helps me out a lot. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric, our newest sponsor. Since 2004, they have been doing residential and commercial wiring, whole house generator installations, and so much more. Their slogan is small business, big results. And Simmons Electric is a huge supporter of Iowa Bike Trails and Lamba, a local mountain biking nonprofit. Thanks, Mike, and everyone at Simmons Electric for supporting the podcast and for supporting bikes. AKA Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, today meet Damian Boley. He is the race director for Humphreys Gravel Grinder, which is a gravel race that starts and ends in Smithville, Missouri, and offers multiple distance options from 25 miles all the way up to 200 miles of gravel. I recently went to Smithville to do the 50-mile Humphreys Gravel Grinder and had a blast. Damien is an avid cyclist who participates in some pretty cool bikepacking events in addition to all kinds of local gravel riding. Along with his day job and his role as race director, he owns a bike co-op in downtown Smithville. And guess what? He's also the mayor. No wonder the town is so bike-friendly. So here's Mayor Boley to talk about the Humphreys Gravel Grinder in Smithville, Missouri. All right. Well, on the show today, we have Damien Boley. Hey, Damien, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. And I should correct myself. You're actually Mayor Boley. Um, I'm finding out as we are getting ready to do this interview to talk about gravel riding that you're actually the mayor of your city. Yes, I am. That and is... um, the, the original uh, rumor was that I ran for mayor just to do gravel races in our town. <laughs> Okay, well, that's like a that's a hot topic that we'll probably get into. But uh, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. And specifically, I want to talk about the Humphreys Gravel Grinder, which is a race slash ride that I was lucky enough to participate in recently. And I know it's an event that's been going on uh, for a while. And you are race director. Is that correct? That's correct. It's, this is our third year. Uh, we moved it last year because of COVID to the September uh, event. We, we typically host two events a year here in town. Mm. Um, the first race was um, after I did Opal Wapu. I, I love those guys over in Excelsior Springs. And um, I don't love their hills, but I love <laughs> them. And I said, I can do this in Smithville. So we were doing construction in our downtown at the time. Our roads were, were literally gravel because we tore up all the asphalt. And we stood in front of the road close sign and there's about 35 people and we took off and had a 50 mile race and, and an 80 mile race because it was later in the fall. We didn't want to worry about daylight. So we mm-hmm. didn't push for a hundred and that's how it all started. Oh, wow. Well, I need to tell you that, you know, this was my first time coming to Smithville, Missouri, and what a beautiful town. I mean, the Main Street had pretty much everything you could offer as far as restaurants, bars, and then right across the street was this beautiful park. And then the, the at the event, after the event was over, you had a band playing. I literally put it on my list that I need to come back to Smithville. And I'm not even mentioning the cool... <laughs> You know, you had gravel, like, what, two miles from town where it, 
it was just an amazing day. So I'm going to give you a high five through the phone uh, on your event, at least my participation in it. I appreciate that. Which course did you do? The 50 or the 100 or did you brave the 200? Oh, gosh. No, no, no. I did the 50 mile. And to be honest, this was my first gravel race. So um, my only goal my only goal was to finish and I had to laugh at myself because, you know, I am really good at mental games with myself of, you know, I'm really positive And then all of a sudden my brain will be like, oof, it looks like it's going to rain. You should probably just not go like, don't do it. It's ugh. so I like looked at the radar every 15 minutes and it did end up raining, but it was a pleasant rain. You know, the temperatures were just fine. And for me, having that rain, you know, made my uh, experience go from what I thought was going to be a super dusty, dirty ride ended up being more of a muddy ride, which is really actually kind of fun. Yeah, I was watching the weather a lot. We, I'm a gravel racer and, and bike packer, and you know, weather's the one thing you can't change, but you can plan for. Yeah. And the day before, our bike packers left on Friday because we also have our bike bike packing categories. They roll out Friday so that some of them can finish Saturday. If they want to stay out longer, they can finish Sunday. But when I went up there Friday to check on some of them, the gravel dust was so thick. You, mm. If a car passed you, you couldn't see. And, oh, and on wow. race day, that's a concern because if a car passes the you know the group and then the next car coming up, they won't see the riders. And, sure. and that's a scary thing for a race director. So mm-hmm. yeah, we needed a little bit of rain. We got just enough that morning. And I, I know a lot of people didn't get out of bed because they worried about the weather. Mm-hmm. I had been up all night and I really didn't want to get out of bed either because of the weather. But <laughs> But I had to and make sure you guys got off and on your way. Yeah. So. Well, and I um, I want to get into Humphrey's Gravel Grinder, you know, a little bit more. But I think I want to top it off by saying that this type of event is for any sort of athlete because there were definitely the racers. You know, I got to meet the group of guys that came in, you know, first, second, third, and fourth place. And they were hardcore. I mean, they were in it to win it and they had a blast. But then there was someone like me, my first time of actually riding on gravel. I wasn't racing. I was just trying to finish. And you had a little bit of everything. You had the big chunky gravel. There was the, you know, the well uh, ridden on gravel. There was mud. There was dirt. There was beautiful scenery. So I, I mean, I'm not... uh, Anybody out there listening that's all like, oh, gravel's not for me. I do think it's worth giving a try. So, okay, enough about me. Let's talk about you, Mayor Bully. I know that you're a cyclist based on what I've researched and also because you just said so. But will you tell us a little bit about maybe Smithville? I'm assuming that you live there since you are the mayor. And what kind of cycling that you're into? I've been riding a bike as long as I can remember. Yeah. And what I've said on most podcasts and, and interviews and different things I've done is we all ride our bike until we get a car and then we, I don't know what happens to our bikes. They disappear. Um, so I got back into it for bike packing. Honestly, I really love the idea of going out camping and using my bike. I used to run a lot, played soccer and, and did different things and uh, have pretty bad arthritis in my knee. Mm. And started doing gravel because I don't want to be on the road. I don't. There's too many people that text and drive, and, and too many people I know that've been hit by cars. And typically, I don't do an event unless it's at least 75 miles. Mm. Um, I, I'll do some shorter things just for fun. I, I don't get a ride a lot, but I like to do the bigger bike packing events. Um, I like to do grassroots gravel events. I, I designed our race, like you said, our race, is, our ride is for everyone. Mm. I designed it 
for you to be able to finish and not break your bike. Mm, nice. I've done, yeah. I, I, I've done land run mid south and, and in other events where that's not the case, right? That's you, you, you can have a really fun time at mid south, but if it's muddy, you break your bike. Mm-hmm. And I, I own a bike co-op. We, we set up a, a bike co-op. It's a little bit different than a shop because we're not brand loyal to any different brand. We just want butts on bikes. We work on everything from, you know, the little Barbie bike that the kid got at, at Walmart and we refurbish them and get them back out in the community all the way up to the highest in gravel race bike, triathlon bike you can think of. Hmm. Um, we're renovating the shop now. We're going to have a very modern state-of-the-art um, shop. And then I really, like you said, our downtown, I, we've renovated it. It's beautiful. I really want to be part of the downtown more. So mm-hmm. we're moving from our subdivision, which is five miles north of downtown, to building built in the 1800s that's right above the coffee shop next to my bike shop. Um, so we'll be living there. And then I can ride my bike a lot of places that I go because I work remote for my, my day job. The city hall is right behind it. The co-op's right there. I don't really need to go very far. Mm-hmm. And our city's 15 miles long end to end pretty much. So most that downtown core and having those amenities and being able to live here and have the, the farmer's market that I helped open around the corner that's year round. So I can grab groceries there. Um, you know, we have a couple places to eat. We've got, everything's fairly close, mm-hmm. but then I can pop on the trail from downtown that goes right out to the lake and be at the lake in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And when you um, let's like kind of maybe describe a little bit of Smithville for the listeners, um, I know that you have beautiful paved trails, and I believe that you have roadways that also have bike, you know, at least bike lanes or at least a, a place for people to bike, and then also a great gravel area. Yeah, I always tell people you can you can leave downtown, hit gravel, and not hit a city till you get to Canada if you wanted to. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> It, we've worked on some routes to go here to Iowa, to Nebraska, to Kansas loop. We've looked at some different routes where you, I mean, we, we designed our 200 mile course uh, to be challenging, but also to be a bike packing course. Mm. So there's always a Casey's or something nearby. And for those of you that don't live in the Midwest, Casey's is our essential cycling stop. Mm. I know you're in Iowa. <laughs> yes. you know, that is Casey's pizza fuels most cyclists. Um, <laughs> We, we talked about trying to do a tour to Casey's where we just make sure we hit a Casey's uh, along the route. Um, we were built along a Corps of Engineers Lake. They built the lake back uh, after a big flood hit our downtown. Um, so we, it's river fed. That river goes all the way up to Plattsburgh where I, I hope you enjoyed the Plattsburgh yes, stag. Yes, great stop. Yeah. Those people love taking care of the cyclists. They It's the Chamber of Commerce. They pay for everything there. The city pays for the porta potties up there. The city of Plattsburgh, they, they don't make money off this race, all of our race registration fees and merchandise and all that stuff goes to our parks department, which feeds into those amenities. Mm. And we've also got miles and miles and miles of single track around the lake as well. Oh, nice. Um, so you can ride a lot and not be on the roadway. But yeah, our roadway infrastructure along 169, which is a four-lane highway that goes through town, it's got a bike lane. Uh, we put bike lanes through our downtown. Uh, any new roadway that we look at we try to make it bike and pedestrian friendly so Mm -hmm. that you can walk your kids to school and you can pull your when we were cutting the ribbon on our newest trail we had a a family pulling their kids in a wagon to go downtown eat at the barbecue place Mm -hmm. that they were never able to walk to before from their house Mm -hmm. and i um if you are listening to this and you don't have a map handy smithville missouri is 
um, I don't know if I if it's proper for me to say it's a suburb of Kansas City, but it was less than half an hour for me to get from Kansas City to Smithville. Yeah, we're considered a peri-urban, so we're not a suburb. We're not uh, in the agricultural zone just yet, even though we have some large farms still in, in city limits. Mm. Kansas City does border us, but yeah, we're, we're a couple minutes from the airport. Mm-hmm. Not far from St. Joe, just north of Kansas City. If you go into downtown Kansas City, head straight north. We're, we're there. You hit us. Nice. And uh, on a side note, you mentioned uh, Casey's. I have on my YouTube channel, Morphology YouTube channel, I have both a tour to Casey's north and a tour to Casey's south uh, videos that I did um, from my hometown of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So I did one where we went to six Casey's going north and then one where we went to six Casey's going south and it was such a blast to realize I have that many Casey's close to me (laughs) yeah and we go by one on the way out um and then if you do the 200 mile loop there's a couple you go by uh, on the route as well (laughs) um but yeah they're they're usually a race sponsor too uh we they, they get us uh dozen donuts for slices of pizza coupons uh for volunteers and such but yeah the first year we did the event we hadn't really talked to Plattsburgh a lot. Uh, we kind of just let them know we're coming through. We use their pocket park for the SAG. And we stopped and grabbed some Casey's pizzas and threw them on a table and some snacks and water. And that's that was about the SAG stop. But everybody loves that pizza, and it worked really well. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Well, let's get into Humphrey's Gravel Grinder. You know, as we, I think we've sold it already pretty well that it's a great course, at least the course that I did. But you mentioned that there are many versions of courses available. Um, but the biggest question is why gravel? For me, it's a safety issue. Yeah. Number one, uh, people will go slower on gravel roads, um, less traffic. You don't have to worry about hit by a car as, as much, right? There's, there's some dogs out there every once in a while. You know, but they're usually uh, scared away if you yell at them or spray a water bottle towards them or, or whatnot. And some people carry pepper spray. But really, it, it's getting out there and, and being able to pull over on the side of the road and take really cool pictures also and mm. see some really nice scenery. Mm-hmm. And, and just the noise. You hear different sounds. And any bike is a gravel bike in my world. I have a old western flyer sold by western auto stores 1970s bike that i've got some 28c gator skins on i've Mm -hmm. ridden that on gravel um my brother wanted to to help prove that out when we did the race a couple uh, last year year before uh it was september of 19 um he took an old mongoose walmart bike that we found at a garage sale and painted it matte black and he did our 50 on it oh nice Um, (laughs) any bike will pretty much work on our course uh, i think the narrowest tire i had we had on the 25 was a 25 or tw- probably a 25c they put on the road bike um, our 25 mile course is really designed it's it's chip and seal some of that packed down gravel because it's close to some people's houses you know so they're just getting some more traffic mm-hmm. and then a little bit of paved and then once you hit trimble which is just north of us it's paved all the way in it brings you across the dam in the fall, we usually have a diversion where you can either turn to go to the dam or you can make a choice. It's choose your own adventure. Mm. You can either turn and go to the dam to come into town or you can take a right and go to the winery. 
Oh, nice. Just let me know that you've stopped there and you're not going to make it to the finish line for a while. But you can, <laughs> if the winery is open, you can stop and hang out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, for me, like we mentioned, I did the 50-miler. And the the race starts and ends right in downtown Smithville. So that was really cool, you know, coming through the finish line and getting my um, finisher. Is it called a token? I'm not sure what you guys call that. It's a metal, well, it's, but it's wood. Yeah, it's actually... Uh, coaster just the size to put your can on so if you choose (laughs) to put a beer or a pepsi on that or coke or whatnot it's uh the owner of orange mud um josh and i have got to know each other pretty well uh those came out of uh, kind of just he was burning some leather with a laser and that was underneath it and we saw hey this is kind of cool it's not as expensive as laser and it works as kind of a finisher metal it's kind of unique Oh, but yeah, I love it. sprayed with some sealant, so you can use it as a coaster if you want to also. Well, perfect. I didn't even think of that. So I'm going <laughs> to, maybe tonight if I have a, something, I'll put a, my coaster out there. But um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about the the different options? We've kind of hit a little bit on it, but, you know, I know there's the 50, the 100, the 200, but give us some details on that. Yeah, so the, the shortest course is a 25. We've tried doing some shorter 10, 5-mile type courses. Um, that doesn't really bring a lot of folks down. So the 25-mile course is really just designed. Anybody can ride it. There's a lot of fun out going on out there. Um, one of the local restaurants, they have uh, some of their kids out there. They were dressed in inflatable hamburger costumes <laughs> and cheering people on. It's really kind of a loop. It keeps you close to town in case we have to pick you up or any, anything like that. And it's it's 50-50. It's gravel and then you know chip and seal in a row. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a really good starter course. Uh, the 50 is really that intro to gravel 2.0. The course, about mile eight, you hit a pretty significant hill. Mm-hmm. It's called Ridgely Wall. Uh, some people choose to walk it because it is a pretty steep grade at the beginning, and then it keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. Mm-hmm. And I think you had uh, a photographer at the very top of that. So I'm sure all those photos are of everybody like grimacing and... Yeah, a lot of smiles. I put oh, Roger good. there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Lantern, Rouge, Lantern Rouge Racing, Roger Harrison is a great guy. He waits till you get back on your bike if you are walking. He wants you smiling in the pictures, and he's a just a solid guy that comes out and does this. We have a ton of solid volunteers. Uh, if you do the 100-mile course, it gets you all the way north of 36 Highway, which is about halfway to Iowa at that point. And then um, it's at a, a conservation area. Hmm. Uh, Central Bank, one of our local banks, was up there grilling hot dogs and brats. Gravel Warfare, who has his own podcast as well, was up there cooking funnel cakes and had Fireball. Mm. And that's where the, you know, that was kind of the neutral spot for the 100 milers and 200. So they brought they brought their own SAG people. They brought their own cheerleaders. They brought, you know, some of them had uh, vehicles with coolers and support staff to look at their bikes. Um, it serves as, a, as stop one and two for our 200 milers. But it, and it serves us the midway 60-ish miles in for our 100 milers. Mm-hmm. And there's also that water stop that you saw on the 50 that was right outside of Gower. We try to keep quite a bit of water on the course just in case it does get warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to help direct folks when they're coming through a town or, or something else and where there's a crossover of the course. Then the 200 miler, the, the person that won the 200, Nate Arnold, he's, he's local. I consider him local. He lives in St. Joe. He won our 100 the first time we ever did 100. He won the 200. He's getting ready to do Unbound. And he, he told me if Unbound is even close to as hard as this race, he may not finish it. Mm. Um, there, 
the Flint Hills are rough because you've got Flint Rock and, and all these other issues to deal with. But it, it's a, and it's a big event. R two hundred was a, I think they said close to fifteen thousand feet of climbing. That's mm. what they registered at. Uh, the hundred was fifteen or fifty six hundred, so about ten thousand extra feet just in that top one hundred miles. And and you've driven through that if you come down from Iowa. The Green Hills are, are hilly, and they had poured a lot of fresh gravel. So um, Sarah Cooper came down from Iowa. She said it was pretty chunky. And, and uh, Ty Bragg, who wrote it, he said he was pushing his standard wattage on his power meter in some spots and doing four miles an hour because oh, it was wow. so thick. And it wasn't bad weather, like you said. It was not hot. Mm-hmm. It was perfect mm-hmm. gravel wet, gravel day. And it was just hard. So our, our top spot was 13 hours I think is where we finished in and then we had guys come in around midnight so mm. it was fun and we had some bike packers get out there early on friday um we have a we have a 50 i call it the 50 ish mile course you ride up to plattsburgh on a modified version of the 50 you get dinner at the backyard where you guys were welcomed at that sag mm-hmm. in the morning they cook breakfast for the 200 mile bike packers and the 50 mile bike packers um, so we get the breakfast up to the folks at Pony Express, and then the, as they come in from the campsite in Plattsburgh, they get breakfast um, as part of the registration piece. Um, and then at the end, everybody gets uh, their meal token to be able to get Chops Barbecue or, or Humphreys as part of the registration piece. And right now, in, until October 1st, registration fees for all distances, $50 or less. We try to keep it uh, affordable. And then we do scholarships as well. So we work... Mm. Um, I know Girls Gone Gravel sent out some promo codes for us. Orange Mud set out some promo codes for us. Um, our goal is, you know, we, we try to always hit a target of a minimum 30% female participation. I'd love it to be more females than males show up the race. You know, we, my gravel coach is a female cyclist and a lot of events, we don't see that representation there. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you had a great time and are coming back. But yeah, yeah. Um, that, our downtown shops, honestly, our downtown shops are more geared towards women. There's a lot of boutiques and um, home type decoration type stores. Mm-hmm. And if you, if it's the demographics that's going to shop here, they're going to spend money local. And as the mayor, that's one thing I always look at. Right, right. And um, you mentioned fifty dollars off between now uh, and we're in. Where are we? We're in May, May of 2021. So between now and September, do they need a code to do that? Or no. where can they yes. go? Where can they go to register? Yeah. So our event is live on bike reg already. It's the second weekend of May next year. And, and it's $50 total for registration. or oh. less. So like the oh, 25 wow. miler is, is a little less. And that includes your post-ride meal, your, your SAG support. We do drop back service for free as well. And then, um, a t-shirt and then you can upgrade that to a hoodie mm-hmm. we also do hats and other things we do we do all bella canvas products because they're super soft and people will wear them we i want people to wear my hoodies and gray shirts yeah I multiple was, times yeah i was going to give you a thumbs up on on the swag for the race and uh, the orange mud buffs are super cool they like you know not not that you care but they're matchy match with almost everything that i wear so they're awesome yeah and our jerseys match those too because orange mud Again, Josh and I, uh, we work on a lot of things together. I probably have one of the largest retail selections of Orange Mud products. Mm. Um, my jerseys have that same pattern and that same gray on the the orange jersey. Uh, we do we're doing a white. We've got a pink version and an orange version. 
the store that the co-op is in was a store for survivors of breast cancer. Mm. And my grandmother's a survivor of breast cancer, so we do some pink items that contribute to breast cancer foundations. So we always do a pink version and an orange version. It's not a men's or women's thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the colors that we like. And, yeah, we use that same pattern in the jerseys as well in our bibs. And we try to make some cool creative stuff. Yeah, know, I loved it. Ooh. So. Cool. Well, okay. So one of the things that I'm really learning to love about gravel is what I'm going to call the vibe. Um, You know, I don't feel intimidated by the people who have their $10,000 gravel bikes or, you know, the matching spandex kits. Like I just felt like I'm one of everybody else who's going to go and do this suffering on the steep hills and the dirt and the gravel. So like, what is it? How would you describe the gra- the gravel vibe? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you are in the market for a New Jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20%. Now back to the show. So it's really funny that you use that term, and I had to get a hold of my parks director when you sent that email. <laughs> His girlfriend is a vibe manager for her company. Vibe manager? So, yeah. Oh, so no. during, I think that's her correct title. Yeah. But during the event, she was one of the volunteers. She was downtown with her uh, their puppy, and um, she helps out at every event. Uh, and Matt, our parks director, has been with the city now for as long as I've been mayor for the last couple of years. And... Uh, all day, I was asking, how's the vibe? <laughs> and I wasn't doing it to be mean. It, you know, that's I, it's her new title. It's kind of interesting that that's the company title that they gave her, yeah. her employee. Um, so I was asking her, how's the vibe? And she'd be like, the vibe is good. So it was funny that you put that in your email. I had to forward it to them because <laughs> that, the, that was the theme of the day is how's the vibe. And I try to keep the vibe of Smithville and the vibe of the race very similar. We're laid back. It's rural. Like you said, we finish, start to finish downtown. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of volunteers that are willing to help. We have people that follow the courses, to, you know, sweep the course, pick up people. And I always have them start later because I've been at the back of the pack and I don't like the vehicle getting too close to me when I'm trying to ride my bike. Sure, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, you know, taking too long and wasting their time. But it, it's just one of those things that I want the vibe to be just welcoming mm-hmm. and inviting. And like you said, you don't need to be in a matchy-matchy kit on it. Mm-hmm. $10,000 electronic shifting bike that's mm-hmm. all carbon. Bring out your $90 mongoose that you got at Walmart <laughs> yeah. and bust out 50 miles and, and get some barbecue at the end and just feel happy and walk around the square and drink a beer and play cornhole or, or whatever you want to do. And yeah. The bike wash station, I think, was great to have. At the oh, end. yeah. Put up your bike clean instead of trying to drag it home dirty. I always wanted to put on an event that I wanted to participate in. So every time I go to an event, I'm like, oh, that's cool. We need to add that. Mm-hmm. Or this really didn't work out for us, so we don't need to do that. I wait at the finish line as much as I can for everyone. I try to be available for people to, to talk to me throughout the day. Um, I don't always get that when I go to other events. Mm-hmm. So we're here to welcome you to our town and hope that you spend a little money here and camp with us. We have a campground that's uh, near the start finish line. We're working on getting more hotels and, and options, places to stay. Mm-hmm. But really, the city is work- focusing on that recreational, um, outdoor rec, ecotourism type of vibe. Mm-hmm. 
and, and where that's where we're putting our money into is, is trails and connectivity and we're just trying to get people to come here and have a good time. Yeah. And I, I mean, it worked, it worked for me. I was there and I'm going to come back again. Um, but like I've uh, organized lots and lots of large volume rides and races. And so I know a little bit about how much work goes into, it's not like you just, you know, get up the day before and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go put out some signs and you know, it's done deal. We're just going to blow up the finish line puffy thing and boom it does not work like that like organizing an event this big especially since you have multiple uh levels you know 25 50 100 200 can you give us just a little bit about what it's like to plan and execute an event yeah because you're talking multiple counties multiple cities tons of roads it's it's a little difficult but i have a great team around me Mm -hmm. um it's funny when I first brought this up as a city event, I really wanted the chamber involved and our chamber was like, what are you talking about? People are going to spend money to ride on the gravel roads. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, well, it's one of the fastest growing parts of cycling right now. You know, mm-hmm. gravel bikes are out selling road bike. I have Ty Bragg who's been, I got him on a gravel bike three years ago and he hasn't got off it since. <laughs> nice. Um, he went from riding nothing on a gravel bike and he lives off a gravel road that's the funny thing about it. he had bought a road bike at one point and he's like i can't ride it i'm on a gravel road now um when he moved up here got him into gravel a couple years ago last year he completed the trans south dakota 700 and whatever many miles he ended up doing because he had a couple wrong turns um he's my course guy he rides these roads every day almost every day he's um, he's training to do to beat the sun at unbound next week so he's out there on the courses he knows these roads but up north was some roads that we didn't know yet so he had to figure those out Mm -hmm. um but it takes a team we go out and drive every road we ride every road we look at it from the perspective of uh, being on it on a bike he takes care of the course for me i have to go out and do some of the work but we really spend a lot of time on that Mm -hmm. Um, partnering with orange mud when it comes to merch josh loves designing stuff so we have some longer phone calls but really they just handle it and then our parks department has gotten used to the event, so they know what to do. They meet weekly, they check it off, and they've gotten so good at it, they proposed to the Missouri Parks Association as part of their annual conference to do a breakout session on how to host a gravel grinder. Oh, nice. And the people that attended that breakout, there wasn't a lot of them, but I drove down and, and helped them present it. And now it's gotten picked up as a webinar for the entire state of Missouri parks departments to be able to watch it. So we're going to present that in September. I've worked with a few race directors to figure out what they do. If you're going to do chip, if you're going to do a timed event, you have to get a chip timing company. Trying to do it yourself is is a headache because mm-hmm. um, people are going to, you know, their chips didn't get red. They're, they're, whatever happens, um, they handle it, right? You you hand that off to them. Mm-hmm. Um, having somebody help take care of the merch, that's something you don't have to worry about as much either. They've got better sources for it. They can help. They love designing it. And then having somebody that really loves riding the roads and helping design the course, it helps a ton. So, yeah, you're taking all the experts and having them do what they're good at. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the same approach I use for leadership at the city as well. They're, people that work for the city hall, you've got to get the experts, you've got to get the great staff, and they'll execute for you. Mm-hmm. And on race day, they execute. And all the days leading up to race day, we execute. And we try to get your packets ready so when you come to packet pickup, your name's on it or your number's on it. You can grab it and you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've 
try to and everything we do we try to promote the race with the packet right so the the reusable shopping bag you got your packet in has our logo on it mm-hmm. so anywhere you take it you'll have that there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the nice thing you know as you are uh, mayor, you're you you have a huge vested interest in bringing people to your community, and you know, of course, uh, bringing people into the businesses. So it was perfect because I picked up my bag, I walked and looked at the park, and then I'm like, oh wait a minute, there's a bar right there, and then boom, I'm in, I'm eating dinner, I'm having a few drinks, and so you know, it was very easy for me, you know, because that's the whole vibe, you know, back to the vibe is that. You know, when you're gravel riding, of course, you know, there might be a, a beer or a soda or something that, you know, for me, it's a beer that happens at some point. So I'm not afraid to stay in town for an extra hour so that I can enjoy your community. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And and I've learned that gravel cyclists really like Coke over Pepsi. So we always try to have Coke at the finish line. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the reason we had Monster is because I'd reached out to our local Coke rep and asked them to have Coke at the finish line for us. Just a couple cases. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, Coke has allocated everything for this year for Coca-Cola, but we can bring you Monster. How many people do you have? And they showed up at City Hall with 300 bags with two cans of Monster in each one of them and just dropped them off. <laughs> Which, on a side note, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was Rose Rosa. It's the pink can. Now I'm hooked. So thanks a lot for that. I'd never you had it before, you- and now I'm hooked. <laughs> You could have grabbed like 20 more cans if you wanted it because we still have it at the co-op and we're like, please take these drinks. And so, yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty good. So, so you've, so you've nailed it. You've under, you know, you understand the dynamics of bringing people to your community. Uh, you have a vested interest and it sounds like you are, you know, by talking to, I think you said the chamber people, you're getting other people on board to say, guess what? Cyclists come to our community and they spend money. Right. And they even spend money before they get here by registering. And like I said, it all goes to our parks department. It's mm. not going to my pocket as a owner of a co-op or, mm-hmm. you know, some race company that's promoting this. Every dollar you spend goes directly to the parks department that's and every awesome. dollar you spend local, two and a half percent of our, uh, the, the sales tax that's local, half percent of that sales tax goes directly to our parks department. Another half cent goes into infrastructure, which is how we did our downtown and our bike lanes. So by bringing you here, you've you've helped contribute to our parks department. And then by spending money here, you're continuing to support our parks and our streets and our biking infrastructure. Um, So it does all stay local. And you're spending your money at the local bar or the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed the distillery up the street. I need to make sure they get a little more promotion in the future. But um, we really are designing our downtown to be a destination mm-hmm. and an entertainment destination. And, and, it, and it takes time when you've had 50, 60 years of not wanting that in the town. Sure. And being elected as at the time when I got elected, I always told people I could be mayor for 20 years and still be the youngest mayor we've had. Mm. Um, that's kind of a stretch. I think we've had some that were in their 50s, maybe. But I got elected at 37. Um, not a lot of people sign up to do this at that age, but yeah, we, we had a downtown that was a lot of empty buildings, a lot of storage, a lot of, it was an older highway and you, you've probably been through those communities where they have a highway, they just blast through their downtown. So people are going 50, 60 miles an hour through our downtown before, mm. um, adding those narrower lanes and stop signs and parking spots. And it, it makes people slow down mm-hmm. and stop and 
like you said, you can walk out of packet pickup and there's the square and there's a barbecue place and there's a couple bars and it's just a friendly, relaxing place. Yeah, I'm very impressed with the the whole Smithville vibe and the lake is beautiful. Like there's so many reasons to go. Um, so we have to shout it out again. You can go to, actually you can just Google Humphrey's gravel grinder and it will take you to the bike reg, right? Site. Yes. And you can get registered now for a discounted price and all that good stuff. Um, are there any other events that you have in the area? So I, I mentioned earlier our fall race. That was really our, start of this is doing a september event mm-hmm. and it's a shorter distance in plattsburgh where that you you had the sag stop i really want to send them some love because they take care of our cyclists so well so in september we're going to start and end our event there mm-hmm. um it's mid-september it's on bike ridge israel it's just called plattsburgh gravel tour the only distance we're offering is 50 miles it's going to be tour style so it's not going to be chip timed we'll have a clock up so you know what your time is mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to have a stop about every every 8 to 10 miles where you can grab something. Uh, my buddy did this at a small town of uh, Sumner, Missouri. His goal was always to get more people to his race than there were people in the town. We hit that last October. The oh, town's awesome. about 95. We got over 100 racers up there. And he did this tour setup, and I loved it. So, like, the first stop was Bailey's and Coffee. And then the second stop was the Catalina Wine Mixer. So he had these, you know, things from costco that he bought there were popsicle type liquor things that mm-hmm. they weren't frozen because it was the end of october and then every few miles he had one of those tents set up or there's a bar in the town and it was just a fun event and we're going to start it at noon so you can get to town early grab lunch ride 50 miles finish and they'll have a band and they'll have dinner and it's an outdoor bar and, and all that fun stuff so i really want to push some of that money up towards plattsburgh and then the race fees part of that is going to go towards supporting something there local in Plattsburgh because um, their chamber does a ton for our cyclists and they love having you all there. One of the, one of the racers said, Hey, the guy up in Plattsburgh handing out bottles of water, he dried off the bottle before he handed it to me because I had gloves on. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Ron Chateau brother of the owner of Chateau's dairy. That's their local. And he, there's just good people and they want to help us. So yeah. yeah. We're going to start in there next in, in September. And, and what's the and, name of that event? It's Plattsburgh Gravel Tour. It's on Bike Reg. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's open already. Um, but it's just a 50 men's and a 50 women's open. Sign up, come up, hang out. And uh, then Humphreys will be same time next year, May 14th is the date on that one. If you want to do bikepacking, it starts the day before. Um, and anytime any cyclist doing our event, or anybody who wants to volunteer, they want to stop by the co-op and chat or call my cell, text me, whatever. I'm always available to help. You know, clean your bike, teach you how to change a tire, whatever it is. Do you have that black, really... black mongoose available if somebody wants to take a test ride? I will actually have some vintage available, too. Oh, if there you go. Want to, <laughs> if people want to do a vintage category, you know, yeah. If somebody doesn't have a bike, I, I've done that before. <laughs> other uh events this year i didn't have anybody ask but like i really want to do the event but i don't have a gravel bike i'm like i'll find you a bike yeah, yeah. um lauf used to be a sponsor they uh, the person who invented their lauf fork um, he's done two events in the midwest ours and dirty kansas mm. um, he came here on a thursday um from iceland and he was here yeah, and it, we timed it just perfect he showed up 
two packet pickup to hang out and that on that Friday and it was homecoming. So that he got to see the homecoming parade and then he got to ride gravel and then he got to help shut down every bar in town with us. <laughs> and, and then the next day he got to go see some, uh, cyclocross. So Excellent. it was, it was a good weekend for him to come see America, right? Like that was, yeah. a, that was classic Americana of the homecoming parade going through downtown and, you know, bar hopping just by walking down the street, you know. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, when you're not working on planning a gravel grinder, what are you doing? But it sounds like we've answered that multiple times that you're doing mayorly duties. You are running uh, the bike co-op and you're also out there biking yourself all the time. Yeah. And that is that's the hobby list or my, as my wife likes to say, my third and fourth jobs, uh, <laughs> my, my daytime job, I'm a director of IT for a financial services company. Um, I've got a wife and daughter who help out on the race. They're out taking pictures of the 25 milers. My daughter helps hand out tokens at the end. Um, cause we give poker chips out to, to pay for your meal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's nine. So she's been in mayor life since she was in kindergarten. And then I teach, I, I also uh, work for a couple of universities. Um, so again, like I said, you gotta have a good team to be able to pull those, three, four job, five jobs off. Um, you, you've got to have really good team members around you and be able to trust them and rely on them and let them fail and succeed and um, all those things. You, you can't just do it all yourself. You can't take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. If you stress out about every event detail and, and worry about it, your participants may not even notice that you, it didn't happen. You know, it's those kind of things where you're like, oh, I'm so stressed out that this first aid kit didn't make it into this uh, truck that was out there doing sags and you've got 20 others out there but you missed one nobody cares right. other than you you, you just got to get over that kind of stuff and not worry about it the the day turns out great the first time we did an event i was out at like two in the morning making sure there was a sign on one intersection i was weird worried people would turn the wrong way on and then after that i was like you know you've got to have some personal responsibility when you're out there and gravel the first event i ever did i stopped and looked at my phone and the map and everything at every single turn because i didn't want to get lost because i heard (laughs) stories about people like adding 13 miles to their event i'm like yeah i don't think i'm gonna very very, i don't think i'm gonna finish this one so i can't get lost because i won't have the power to get back right (laughs) right and that's the joy of you know living in 2021 where i have my you know, Wahoo element that literally will beep at me if I go the wrong way. So like, I'm not the most, I would say I'm map reading challenge, but I don't really have to read a map anymore, because I can just rely on my electronic device, which is a pretty nice place for me to be as far as peace of mind. (laughs) So so my question for you, what was your favorite part of the race? Oh, man, my favorite part was, um, I can't tell you what part of the route, I'm, it was well before Plattsburgh, but the road went from gravel to dirt, and I felt like we were just deep into rural Missouri, and it was just beautiful. It was kind of like two lanes, you know, I'm assuming from vehicle traffic. I don't know if you'd call that a B road or what, but it, it was just so peaceful and beautiful. Yeah, it's. I don't even think it is a B road, honestly. Yeah, I think it's just a, a farm. It, it's probably classified B or, or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, it that road, if it's muddy, not great. Right. Uh, but in the spring, with just the amount of rain we had, it is a beautiful road. I've taken a few pictures on that road mm-hmm. and posted it to the site. But yeah, it's it's not a short one either, right? You go through those trees, and mm-hmm. in the fall when the corn is up, you know, the, 
it makes it more of a little tunnel effect too. But yeah, you've got some nice little, little bit of a climb and, and then down through some trees. And yeah, that's yeah. a great spot on the I course. I loved it. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really enjoyed was one of the, um, just the, on the side of the road pit stops was where the 50 mile meets the hundred mile. So both, uh, groups of athletes were stopping at the same pit stop. And that man, I don't know if that was the guy that wiped off the water bottles, but he was so friendly and he was, you know, some guy couldn't get a map to come up on his phone. So they were texting each other maps and he, he was just the friendliest. And it was obvious, you know, the hundred milers were pushing it because they were, you know, way ahead of the game and they didn't really want to stop for very long. And they were, you know, ready to keep going but super friendly stop yeah he was actually a rider mm. who couldn't ride um he didn't get cleared to ride and he was already he had already booked camping out at our campsite he ended up not camping either but he's like i just want he's like i can volunteer in the morning where do you need me and i said well this is the stop most people will be through by a certain time um, i'd love it if you just go up there he came in he got water bottles loaded up and table or he brought his own table. He got the chamois butter pop up. Like he just came in and he took care of that spot. And he told me when people were through and he told me, you know, if anybody had an issue, mm-hmm. but he was a registered rider that couldn't wow. ride and said, what can I do to help? Yeah. Nice. And, and we had the, we had the person following one of the riders of the 200 that couldn't ride his uh, bike broke and he couldn't get it fixed in time. It was a carbon issue. Um, that he had to get repaired and he came up and he, ta- he trailed the uh, hundred milers in his car all day. Like mm. he was out there for, I don't know, 15 hours just driving behind the pack to make sure nobody had any issues. And it, it was, we had a few people on that. The, some of the photographers were, Hey, I can't ride because I got another event coming up and I don't want to, I just want to volunteer. Um, you, you, you get a good pool of volunteers and these type of events and it's going to be a very successful event because the story's like that, right? You're going to yeah. have people that are happy that there's this guy on the side of the road with water at an intersection where the race overlaps. Yeah. To me, that's like just the perfect example of a grassroots event. You know, everybody wants it to be successful in addition to the town of Smithville and the race director. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mayor Bully, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, I'm hoping people that are listening, A, will want to come visit Smithville, Missouri at some point in their lives, but also maybe give the Humphreys Gravel Grinder a try. Yeah. And if you are up for it, um, I'll put out a promo code with the name of your podcast. And we'll we'll give everybody 50% off that listens to this until the end of the summer. So you can get that posted if you want. I'll just do uh, morphology if that works for you. That sounds awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, anything else you want to, I don't know if there's anything else I missed that you want to plug before we say goodbye. No, just keep supporting Grassroots Gravel. There's a ton of great events around here. If you want to, uh, like I said, Sarah Cooper came down. She's got a few events up there in Winterset, Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you really want to push yourself, try Iowa and Rock. It's free. It's two sheets it's not even a garmin it's brutal Um, Brutal. but they also have (laughs) it's brutal they also have uh their event in october um opawapu is coming up but it's sold out always check that one out Mm -hmm. Uh, cool hand luke over in leavenworth um and, and the the goose chase gravel grinder in sumner missouri it's also one of my babies that i i love sporting it it's my best friend that we've been riding bikes together since we were 10 
He's the one who got me back into this nonsense. His wife is my coach. Um, I, you literally camp out below the world's largest Canada goose mm. in the park the night before if you choose to. Um, the town, the bar, they serve out of like, you know, Caltrop-sized things. Um, beers are like a buck. It's so cheap. It's so great to go up there. And, and, there, and then Brunswick, Missouri, where you go through. Um, you can either do the tour or the 80-mile race. And the 80-mile race, uh, for those of you rodeo fans out there, he's a former rodeo guy, so he does the cash payouts like a rodeo. Mm. So the more people that sign up, the more money's in the pot, and the more places they pay. And it's cash payouts. You cross the finish line, he hands you an envelope. Wow. So check wow. that one out. Oh, that one's awesome. All right. Well, we got a lot to look up as far as uh, different gravel events. And I am just going to shout it out again. Smithville, Missouri. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Have a good day. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thank you for tuning in to listen. And big thanks to Mayor Boley for taking the time to talk about gravel racing and the cool things happening in Smithville. And speaking of cool things, as he mentioned, use code MURFOLOGY to get 50% off your registration to the next Humphreys Gravel Grinder. Thanks, Mayor. You can go to bikereg.com for more information. Now, I can't guarantee you good weather for the next race, but if you go to Smithville, I am certain you will have a good time. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. Please visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bike-related stuff. I'll leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. This quote comes from Colin Henrys. Cycling is one of the most accessible sports on the planet, but it can also be one of the most brutal, from amateurs testing themselves to the limit to professionals competing in the toughest races in the world. Think about it.